Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium. My name is Dan and today I'm joined by the lovely Gary from the Realm Rift podcast. Gary, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me on. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. Thank you for joining me. Did that um, sound genuine? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You've been practicing Good. in front of a mirror, haven't Good. you? Thank you. Yeah, I, I can't can hear the lie can... through your teeth. I, it says there's a crisis going on, Dad. I can't afford a mirror. I'm afraid. <laughs> I've, <laughs> just got a, so. I've just got a sheet of tin foil up against the wall. That'll do me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm, you not broken... in the cr- I'm not in the crown. I can't afford that. I'm afraid. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, moving swiftly on, <laughs> today we are talking all about uh, Gary's recent event. Uh, God, what was it called? Death of Morok? Battle of Morok? Uh, Morok in Flames. Morok in Flames. There yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Gary's uh, recent Kill Team One Day event, Morok in Flames, uh, which I attended, uh, which I thought was, you know, spoilers, was fantastic. Uh, but we'll see how Gary fe- uh, felt it went. Um, and this event for me, was particularly significant because it's the first time I had attended a, uh, a like a wargaming event since COVID, which seems like a long, long time ago. And and, and actually, Gary and I were talking about how how amazing it was just to kind of get get everyone together, yeah, um, yeah. and throw some dice. But uh, but yeah, it was very special for me, and so I thought I would invite Gary on to talk about the event because Kill Team is brilliant. Um, and also there's probably people out there perhaps who uh, either haven't ever gone to a, a gaming event before, whether that's a tournament or, or a, like a, a more narrative event, uh, or perhaps people out there that used to go to loads of events and because of everything that's been happening in the world, hasn't, haven't found the time to, time to get out there. So we thought we'd, we'd share a bit of the love and, and talk about our experiences. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, Gary, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself before we jump straight in? Uh, yeah, well, I am uh, one of the content creators uh, for Realm Rift, basically just focusing on Kill Team right now because it's kind of like become the perfect game for me. So it's it's kind of where I want to aim all of my all of my hobby focus. So that's you know I I was one of the creators of uh, Age of Sigbra a long long time ago, uh, and then was on uh, the Triumvirate, uh, then Realm Rift. Uh, and now, uh, you know, I've I've sunk low enough to be on Ashes. So, you know. <laughs> you <just see. laughs> That's it. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Sorry, picking up a, the scraps. It, picking up the yeah, scraps. It is, a, it is a joke. Obviously, it's fantastic, <laughs> and I do appreciate being able to come on and absolutely uh, talk your ear off about how Kill Team is the game that everyone listening should be playing. Oh, controversial, bold, mm-hmm. bold claim. Uh, yeah. Before, so um, that that is a great little segue onto onto kill team as a game itself so what is it going slightly off script to the the questions uh, about the event um what is it about kill team that appeals to you so much well uh first round this might be uh like the first hour so here we go uh, <laughs> so basically the there's been two editions of kill team so we had the uh, original edition the first edition that was for me i absolutely loved the uh like initial release of it i thought it was i thought it was fantastic it was basically like mini 40k uh it was i i really enjoyed it and then quite quickly they started to add expansions that i just uh wasn't really a fan of because you had stuff like uh commanders straight away and it, it was a really odd for me it was a really odd thing to get my head round because it was uh you instantly had like 
Space Marine captains in this. Like, I really like the idea of the small skirmish kill teams. Like, actually, you know, they're doing a really important thing, but they're not in this huge battle over a planet. They're off to one side trying to take out this, you know, fuel reserve for the enemy that would affect the big battle and stuff like that. I, I, I really, you know, almost a lot of the uh, Gaunt's Ghost stories. Yes. And in fact, kind of. if people haven't read Gaunt's Ghost, but they have seen Rogue One, the Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... I've got a Rogue One reference later as well. Oh, which is oh fun. sorry, yeah, mate. I I'm stealing no, his sandwiches there. Also, it, just, it just cements that idea, which is great. But in, in that film, um, so sorry, spoilers if people haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, then just pause the podcast now and watch it because it's brilliant. Um, yeah. Obviously, when they're on the uh, on the planet, they send in their first team to kind of switch off the shield system and they kind of sneak them in. And there's like, what, seven of them or eight of them yeah. or something like yeah. that, right? And and for me, that's the kill team. And yes. then they switch yes, off, the, they switch off yeah. the shield generator. Yeah. And then like the fighters go in, the fleet goes yeah. in. And then they, yeah. and that's when the 40K starts. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And, to- and that, totally. that, like, that whole trope of like an elite band of, and it's that kind of like, you know, in, is it Rambo 3 with like, oh, you know, Rambo, come out for one last mission. We're getting an elite bunch of guys together, you know, and yeah. or the expendables. It's just, there's this really like cinematic, cool vibe about getting a, a little ragtag bunch of people together uh, yeah. and going po- poss- often, and obviously in Kill Team, it's, it's more balanced. Uh, but, uh, but often in these kind of narrative stories, you see these small little bands going kind of against the odds as yes. like the underdog. Yeah. And that and that itself creates some cool little narrative moments. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, so we had the first edition, which was I still enjoyed, but kind of fell to the wayside for me because they started adding things that I just personally didn't enjoy playing in the games. Yeah, um, we, got, we had like we had commanders, and again, as you say, like you had like captains on the fields, elites, and then suddenly you've got like terminators, and then yeah. like for me, you know, kill team expansion titans was the the sort of the the storm <laughs> the breaker cam- camels yeah. back for me, you know. Yeah, for kill, kill team forty k, <laughs> kill team expansion but, warlord titan. But uh, so the second edition uh, was released last year. Yes, maybe the no. Yeah, last, last year, year I think. Yeah, it, the, the time has all blurred into one because it of does, the... <laughs> it, there's just no time anymore. Like, uh, and you've just pan- had a kid as well. So pan- pandemics and children just, <laughs> just <laughs> as soon as you get as soon as you get a child, that's it. All time is is very relative. Um, so yeah, it's I've just absolutely been beaming over the new edition because it is exactly what I wanted Kill Team to be. And it's just all these, like, tr- basically troop choice-based kill teams. And also now you start to see these real, like, um, unique kill teams that, like, wouldn't just be a unit in 40k. It's actually, like, they- they've released it for kill teams specifically. And I think that was... I- I've just really enjoyed that. Where before it was, like, it was... 40k models in kill team now you're getting kill team models in 40k which uh has just been great just and it's it means i can get those little i i can't focus or even currently buy a full big game army it's just it's just too much of a time investment for me particularly as someone who does not at all enjoy the building stage of the hobby that's just not for me and this gives me that little like dopamine hit of getting 
an army done, but on a much smaller scale. So I've got just as much happiness and pride over finishing a kill team as I have finishing one of my AOS armies in the past. And space-wise, it's only one of the little GW boards. I can't remember the exact size. And also, the other thing I absolutely love doing is building a battlefield. Oh, and terrain now, is awesome. Exactly. And now you can do that. As, as Dan has witnessed himself, I've done that like 10 times over with completely different styles. And that is just as much fun now as it is doing the uh, creating and painting the kill teams. And for me, the, uh, the you said you talk about like the kind of scale of it. For me particularly, I have all these crazy ideas and I have all these kind of like hobby butterfly, like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. I could do like a whole uh, Blood Axe Commando force. It's like, no, you just want to, all you want to do, Dan, yeah. is take a couple of Imperial Guard vehicles and put orcs crewing them yeah, with heavy stubbers and heavy bolters. You don't actually want a full army of it, do you? It's like, yeah, you, you, want that one, you, you want that one, you, you almost, what you want to do is make a diorama. That's that's exactly it. Absolutely. You, and in Kill Team, you can very much do that. As we'll get on to, people did display boards that look like little mini dioramas. And you can do all of that super sweet stuff in this game. I love it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I'm a convert. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the event itself. What was your intent behind creating the event kind of to start with? Well, I kind of want, whenever I uh, do an event, it tends to be... I want to build a an event for people who are new to a system to be able to come and play and just like meet new players themselves and uh, make new, and most importantly, make new friends by the end of it is is always a big aim for me. And I think if you come into a come into an event and you know everyone there are you know veteran players uh, are, are know 100% what they're doing and it's very match play orientated it's probably not something you're going to feel super keen on doing where if you know the event itself is very I was very clear in the packs that this is everyone's getting extra time because lots of people are going to be new and although it's we want you to have a you know, decent understanding of the rules when you come in. It's very much about asking questions and just having fun and, you know, roll, rolling some dice with with friends. That's kind of what all I wanted to do. And so this wasn't clearly your, your first event. Is there anything in particular that you've learned in your experience before as a TO that was useful for this event? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, oh, I mean, there's the, the more, the more events you do, the more, you know, you're, as with anything, the more you're prepared for the next thing. And it's uh, a long, long time ago, uh, me and a friend Andy ran uh, Partners in Chaos, which was a double event for AOS. And this was like first edition AOS. So they weren't at the time, they weren't loads of events, but let alone like a doubles event. And that was just, that was amazing. I got a real, we got a real kick out of just people being so happy at being at an event you run. Like it's a real, if you've not done it before, it's a real, you know, real fun experience. And I've run a few, what what was, what was, uh, they became titled Funfitationals, which were basically 40k events for friends who played 
AOS and just wanted like a casual day with mates, like making it. I never really like to use the term tournament at my things because that makes it sound like it's something it's not. It is just literally a day of playing games with your mates that happens to be ranked at the end. I, I think there's great value in that because there are a lot of actual legit you know match play tournaments as they are branded and, and sold to people uh, and there there is there is space for that you know there's clearly demand for that um, but there's also demand and space for lots of other type of events and i think that's something that if you're if you're on like you know wargaming social media then you can it can you can sometimes lose sight of that um especially for i guess players like yourself uh and me and steve like we we definitely approach the hobby from a slightly more kind of narrative perspective and it can get a bit, I don't know, intimidating is the wrong word, but uh, you kind of see all these people like, be like, oh, what's the best list? What's the best unit? Oh, don't take that. It's it's not good. And actually like, oh, I just want to take like cool stuff. And, <laughs> like... Yeah, I think that that's that, you know, and like, like you like you covered, I the last thing I want to do is think that like to, you know, downplay how fun match play can be. It is, you know, it's a great experience, but if you've not, been to an event before it can be quite an overwhelming experience so it's uh, uh that's the thing like i think there are room for events like this because it you know it, it's just a bit more of a relaxed vibe and at the same time i could understand players not not being into that but totally get it though like, it's it, it's not one thing's better than the other it's just the uh the luxury of having lots of events on on offer means you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do so talking of of, of one thing better being better than the other what what one thing for you was the most important thing to get right at this event uh i think i, I i've kind of been thinking about that as like a bit like the swan effect where i always i think as a to it's really good to just look calm and make people feel calm as you as you do stuff because you don't want someone you know huffing about and being like looking like they're being completely overwhelmed even though like, the event you came to my mind was racing the whole time making sure like people were getting through their games making sure everyone was happy with what's going on you know making people feel calmed welcome safe it's it is that as we discussed before i think coming out of lockdowns uh i myself included still feel a lot of anxiety around like these sorts of um get togethers and experiences so i wanted to make that environment to be as calm and relaxed as possible so for me that is kind of the most important thing at the moment and so before the event started were there any like specific concerns you had or what were you most worried about oh yeah um yeah it's a it's it's a toughie, kind of just uh, making sure that <laughs> making sure that I just remember everything. My mind's an absolute sieve at the moment, so just making sure there wasn't things like I, I, I mean, li literally six a.m. in the morning, I was printing out score sheets because I ticked everything else off and hadn't put that on my checklist. It's <laughs> it was like it's just yeah, just be as be as organised as you can be was was really one of the most important things for me and uh and i think even your laminator broke didn't it my so, lam oh don't don't why did you bring it up Dad, why did you bring it up oh i've just not just over, over that we've had the <laughs> we've had the burial and everything oh, dear. give me time to grieve yeah um, if you know me well then you know how much i absolutely love laminating stuff and when when she gave up the ghost the night before i just yeah 
it, it genuinely hit me hard that it failed halfway <laughs> through laminating something. It's like she just couldn't get past that last hurdle. But you know, oh poor, um, little, poor little beast. Exactly, it done well. Did really well. Did really well. I just wish wish it could have gone a more dignified way. <laughs> so you mentioned about making uh, like lots of different kill zones and things like that, but. Uh, you know, playing within those kill zones. Was there a, uh, an approach that you had to deciding sort of specific missions? And did you have like uh, a kill zone in mind? You thought, oh, this this kind of mission will be great to play in that kill right. zone, or or that kind of thing. How did you approach I'll, that? I'll I'll let you into my um, extremely listeners. You might have to write this down because it's an extremely complicated system I use to decide on the missions. So the first event, uh, all the missions in the kill team book are labeled like one two three point something uh so the first event i ran uh 1.1 2.1 and 3.1 and then this event i ran 1.2 2.2 and 3.2 so the next event i'm still thinking about which ones i need to run but yeah you know, that's, uh, it'll be a real mystery for people to, turn up to see what, what missions i run next time it, it, it's one of those things i think if you if you really wanted to bury down into like the fine details yeah you could you could definitely uh, try and do different missions for a uh, core missions for every table without without a doubt. But I think knowing that I was going to be the most uh, experienced kill team player there to answer questions about basically everything, I needed to know that everyone was kind of on the same wavelength when it came to missions every time. So I'm not basically trying to up. Uh, uh, answer wrong questions for for missions I, I i made sure i read triple read all of these so i could give the right answers yeah you don't want to be worried about you know oh which table are you on oh therefore which mission you on and, and yeah. having to worry about yeah. that uh, yeah. but you did which is, why, own... which is why i decided to add the narrative stuff to make stuff even more complicated oh, that's what i was gonna get fun. to so you yeah. did add your own little uh i suppose um gary sprinkles on top didn't you yeah oh that's that that is not a that is not a product I'm making. So subscribe to your only fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, I wanted to have a little extra theme to like a little extra themed mission to go along with each kill zone. So it was based around the kill zone, and in my head, it was kind of just like what if an action movie was going on on this kill zone? What would be the scene that's going on? And it was a tends to be a simple little extra thing you could do. But the way we scored the event was you could there was a prize that you could go for that completely ignored those. If you wanted to, to make the experience as simple as you wanted, you did not have to participate in the uh, narrative sections whatsoever. That was totally up to you. And I think that is something I will probably continue doing going forward because it's just it just works. Did you find there was much of a, a take up on the narrative things? Oh yeah, I think the only time people didn't is they when they genuinely just forgot there was one for the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no, there was, and we we also have a growing uh, amount of players that kind of forfeit the actual mission just to complete the core mission, the uh, just to complete the narrative mission, which was uh, which it. is really <laughs> fun to see. Particularly, there was a a, a last table. One of the we've got the. Uh, I painted up the cargo hauler and one oh, yeah. of the missions was basically either you could get the cargo hauler off the table or you could blow up like the payload that's on it. 
And I made it completely open for people to decide on, you know, how they wanted to do that. I, I gave it like a defense and a save, et cetera, et cetera. But um, at the end, one of the tables, one of the players, even though it didn't say only one person can drive it, player can drive it, and the other person has to try and blow it up, they themselves decided it just makes sense if I try and drive it off and you're trying to blow it up. And it was just like, that was just really cool. That made, Stuff like that really like filled me with uh, with joy because it's like, you guys didn't have to do add that stipulation yourself, but it makes sense and it just shows that you're really loving the mission so that was that was that was really fun that sounds really cool it sounds like a it's really rewarding as a to when something that you've like a framework that you've created players are really leaning into and kind of making their own yeah because it is basically what i'm basically doing is like i'm a gm i love running role play games and it's kind of adding that sandbox element to it where you you know it players could potentially take advantage of it if they if they wanted to but i don't think any so far any players that have joined the event have had even in a sprinkling of that mindset so um so no that was that was that was really that was really fun and you said there was a a prize for the person who kind of engaged with the narrative missions the most and got the most points but uh what other prizes were there uh so we basically had uh a uh we had uh people's uh people's champion which is one is pretty much always one of my favorite ones which is best sports so that's all that that's all that contributes to that is the is best, the player... best prize at any event exactly it's, it's it's the it's the player that all the other players enjoyed playing against the most so that's that's right and that's also kind of a wild card as well because it could literally be anyone you know that's that's the great thing about that uh we had uh an award which basically added every single possible scoring element into it which was like painting and uh and uh gaming sports votes uh then narrative mission points and actual core mission points so that was everything and then there was one that was just basically uh the core your your more match play award so it was just the what you would expect to score in a match play event and we had uh, super, super lovely awards made by uh, Pro Painted Studios, which was uh, which was amazing to be able to have them for people to pick up because they were, they were these really nice uh, glass trophies that were just as soon as I saw them, I was like, these on the day, I was like, these are gorgeous, and it's just yeah, yeah Matt it, Matt does some great work there, doesn't he? It does, yeah, and it was just uh, it was just lovely to be able to <laughs> be jealous of people in, dur- during your own event. It was like, oh man, I'd really want to win one. <laughs> Next <laughs> well, time, well, I might just get I might just get them to uh, to, to just make you know best to the best to yeah. It'd be embarrassing yeah. if you didn't get it though, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's understandable. It's understandable <laughs> you know, I'm a tyrant. I'm a tyrant uh, when it comes to <laughs> comes to the actual day. We'll uh, we'll stick a link to uh, Pro Painted Studios in the. Um... Mm. Uh, in the podcast description, just so you can check it out. Matt, Matt does a whole bunch of uh, MDF laser cut st- stuff, um, acrylic, acrylic tokens. tokens. But ba- basically, with like, even though he he is a friend, it's it's even if that wasn't the case, it's just that they just they just make the best like gaming accessory stuff in oh, my yeah. mind. It's yeah, yeah, absolutely. So few people do you see now at like an AOS event that haven't got tokens made by Pro Painted Studios, and there is a reason for that. What I what I really liked about Matt, um, and I hope he doesn't mind me kind of repeating this on on a, on the episode. Um, he, I think, someone sent him a message on on his eBay store and sent him a link to someone else's product and said, 
oh, can you make these for me? Because I like, you know, your you you know, your product A is cheaper than this person's product A. So here's product B that this person's made. Can you make? Can you laser cut a similar version? <laughs> I think Matt was just like, oh, why don't you just buy it off that person? Like, yeah, just I'm not, like I'm not, I'm not stealing someone else's design. Yeah, it's like support. You know, and now more than ever, it's important that small businesses are supported. Yeah, absolutely. I just I really like that kind of like because you see a lot of uh, a lot of things these days, especially on like exactly a really good ethos and 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 like a strong kind of ethical code, like not just kind of like out to get get the quickest buck. Uh, So yeah, shout out to Matt, good lad. Um, So prizes tick. You mentioned painting. How was the level of painting? Oh, it was. I, I well, I hope you agree. It was absolutely phenomenal. Like genuinely blew me away what the effort and again another spark of joy is that from being a to knowing that that was done for your event it's just it are it was i mean there were there was a high level of hobbyists there anyway so i was expecting like two or three really exceptional kill teams and a load of like real load of like just lovely kill teams but it's i i just Love them all for their own reasons. There were so many, so many great kill teams there that it was so hard for for me and Andy to go because a part of it is me and Andy go around as well as as well as players voting for their favourite kill teams. Me and Andy went round and just chose which ones, uh, you know, we we like the most as well. So it were you know, and you do have people you know playing it playing a the system against my love of armies. <laughs> because we, we, you know, we had we had Matt's beautiful Gene Steeler cult with their like, with the amazing um, display board, like little LED, LED lit up yeah, display board, exceptional yeah. work. And then you had uh, Chris Tomlin's Imperial Fists. I mean, it's really hard for me not to ever not vote for an Imperial Fist because it's you know they're they're the best. So it's that simple. And then we had. We also had uh, Matt Elliott's commandos. He put so much, so much effort into them. Oh from, yeah, they, they from, looked great. From yeah, from the first event, it was another like To Spark of Joy moment. Was he basically afterwards sent me a message saying how much he loved the event, and he was like, "Right, next one, I'm really gunning for that this time because I really like I enjoyed winning then." winning a prize then i just really want to put my best effort into it to do it again and it's like that's awesome that's great but you also had like you had beautiful um krieg kill team done by ben smith and you had carl smith's like absolutely eye blasting um Gellapox crew and it was uh yeah it was like there was you i could literally go through them all because all of them were were great there was like a a two two-tone uh Alpha Legion force there, but you know that was. All. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, almost like the painter decided on a different scheme halfway through. It's such a. <laughs> I was like, he hasn't mentioned the Alpha Legion. I bet he's going to get a comment in there. He's <laughs> such an absolute. But, like, but je- honestly, like jokes aside, though, Dan, like, that, that was Dan's kill team, by the way. Listeners, <laughs> it, was, it had some uh, unfortunate moments leading up to the event, but you would not, you would not have expected it from the kill team Dan brought because they were it was an excellent idea and he'd uh he'd really you'd really succeeded in producing what you wanted to produce it was a lovely kill team that's very kind of you to say so thank you um Sorry. the uh 
the the embarrassing moment for for the context for the listeners um i about i think about a year ago uh because i was scrolling through my pictures trying to find you know the, the, the actual colors um mm. about a year ago i painted some primaris alpha legion so you know standard um standard primaris models with forge world alpha legion heads and shoulder pads and i think one of them had like one of the close combat guys had like a chaos space green uh chainsaw like you know that kind of it was very yeah, minimal yeah. conversions uh but all painted up in a kind of metallic blue color and the 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 way i did that was uh, a kind of lead belcher-esque base coat with a bit of a, uh like a top zenithal um bright silver uh highlight and then layering on a contrast color over the top so anyway, I, I get my old Alpha Legion and I, I look at them and I think, oh, they're, they're blue. You know, what, what, uh, they're kind of a bluey turquoise. So I, uh, I reach for, for Pterodon turquoise and uh, it's quite late at night. So I, I get a bit of kitchen roll out and, and dab a bit of turquoise on there. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks about all right. Yeah. But you know, when you like dab, to, like dab paint straight out of the pot, sometimes it's a little bit darker, a little bit lighter, yeah. depending yeah. on how much you got. I, I remember the color like looked ever so slightly different. And I was like, well, I have just put it on, you know, textured kitchen towel and not a, a flat model and also i have dabbed it straight from a brush and not through an airbrush so it, it looks about about right but it it does look a little bit different but never mind and it was as i say it was quite late at night so anyway so i went to bed on the saturday night and on the sunday morning i woke up and went right time to start airbrushing so i airbrushed one <laughs> and i was like that doesn't look spot on that doesn't look exactly right um but obviously i'd moved my painted models out of the way so they weren't next to each because obviously I don't want to get overspray, mm, so I kind of moved no, them out of course, the way. Of the and then I started painting, <laughs> started painting the other one, spraying the second one. And I was like, that hasn't dried any differently. Because often, you know, you, especially like contrast or airbrushing stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like when you put on fills and layers, you, it dries and it looks slightly different to how it goes on. And I was looking at it, I was like, that just doesn't look right. So I pick up one of them and I pick up another and they are literally two different colours. Yeah. And it wasn't pterodon turquoise that I'd used. It was Achillean green. And the most frustrating thing is the one that was printed correctly was blue and the colour was called yeah, Achillean I've, green. I've and the made one that, that was a few painted times incorrectly well. was turquoise and yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I was just like. Uh, why it's Achillean green, uh, I do uh, not know. It just seems to be setting people up for failure there. But listeners, this is an important and uh you know public service that dan's in write down your paint write recipes. down your paint recipes right that I, was I, you know what that wasn't the, the thing that properly made me kind of like have a bit of nerd rage was i was really fuming because of all this i was like oh for, for pete's sake and obviously it's just an airbrush layer you can c- kind of correct it quite easily uh but then i so i um I like put in a bunch of um of silver through the airbrush and kind of and rebase coated these guys uh and then i filled it up with achillean green my little hopper of uh, my kind of little tub on top of the airbrush mm-hmm. where it's called and i moved my airbrush from left to right quite rapidly to do a kind of motion and yeah. i just flicked contrast all over my hands all over my <laughs> airbrush all over my paint station and yeah. at that point i was just like right that's it i'm not that's... coming to this stupid event i hate yeah. warhammer i'm never painting a space breed ever again what's the point and i just had like a proper little meltdown uh we all Gap, have them it's an important element do. for people to know like, absolutely you know, we all have these moments so i harnessed my emotions for it you know i, I let, let the hate flow through me um and then i got mm-hmm. back into it and i painted them and uh, yeah. and do you know what thank you for saying for saying that earlier like i was really happy with them and i think yeah, what kill team does do is it does provide you uh the space to be able to kind of try out new techniques that yeah. you think and the other you know, thing that like, might take ages over 100 models but do you know what? i can go go to town on six of them 
exactly and also on the in the same vein like if you have an idea and you try it out on a kill team and it doesn't work out the way you wanted it oh no you've just it's a kill team like you know you've not invested hundreds and hundreds on an army when that idea hasn't worked out you know it it it, it does happen but yeah it's uh I, to be honest, my highlight was you not being able to count space marines. That was my, <laughs> that was my actual, that was my genuine highlight. Oh, that's 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 another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Right, moving swiftly on. <laughs> What's your favourite thing about the event apart from my uh, continual muck-ups with my space marines? <laughs> uh, what's my favourite? Right, um, I would have to say just the atmosphere about the event. It was. I'm kind of a bit selfish in the way running these events because i do think kill team is a bit of a hidden gem in gw's catalog and it's one of those things where just people like yourself like coming up to me and saying during the day like how much they've enjoyed kill team like not not the event put that to one side but they didn't say that i was just saying that that would have been (laughs) devastating but (laughs) just saying that the you event know, was terrible, the but the, the game system terrible, but, was mega. Yeah, how awful your your event was. We managed <laughs> to get through it because of the game. But yeah, that that is it. Like people laughing, learning how cool Kill Team is, and just you know, maybe maybe maybe, maybe discovering that the line of sight rule takes a little longer than you'd hope to to nail down. But you know, <laughs> apart from that, it's it's yeah, that's my favorite thing. Just pe- people laughing and rolling dice it's it's hard to, it's really uh, as a as a wargaming nerd it's really hard to top that i think was there anything that happened at the event that you would have done differently or if you were going to run the event again that you would you would change uh so i think i think next well i've got a few things lined up so i'm gonna one element is i'm slowly writing down e- ideas for a full narrative weekend of kill team so based around vigilus because that's just my favorite thing that's come out of 40k in a long time and i've wanted a a full like team weekend that of kill team that was slightly confusing but like so you have not necessarily like imperials chaos but more defined groups and make it very very narrative based and then almost like rpg element of being able to upgrade stuff and oh, stuff like anything, this anything with upgrades just this is the second episode in a row that i've talked about more time but like anything yeah. that has like a chart that you can roll on afterwards oh yeah well, in, in, in my head up. even a bit more out of it than that it would literally be almost like you know in rpgs where you get the the ladder system of upgrading stuff like choosing one thing leads you down a certain ladder to get you different upgrades oh yeah like a skill tree like a skill, exactly a skill tree, but for your for your team, as in a group of players, not a, your specific kill team. That's very so, cool. So you know you could be more running down like a comms line or equipment or you know all stuff like this. So different. So when you roll different things for the event, you, you different things will help you improve it. Probably the worst explanation I could have given, but <laughs> I know I know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I also you, wanted you. to add. I also wanted to add a uh, a mandatory Saturday night dinner, which is going to kind of be like a murder mystery thing, but f- in set in forty k. That is very cool. I mm-hmm. love it. 
That is a uh... needless, needless complications. <laughs> but there you go. That's what me. Could That's possibly going to be my autobiography, <laughs> Gary Hennessy, <laughs> and needless complication. Um, what was your favourite kill team overall? Then, um, not necessarily which one was best painted. Although I'd be curious to to know which one did. What uh, What was your favourite mm, personally? Yeah, I mean, I had as I said that they, there wasn't. I don't think there was one person there that didn't put their full effort, if not more, into their kill team, which was beautiful to see. So it's this was so tough. It was so tough. But oh, I really hated this question, Dan. I hope you wasn't going to answer, ask it, to be honest, because there's so, there's so many lovely things. Um, I think I, 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 can't, I can't pick one. I'm going to pick two. It's, it was Chris Tomlin's Imperial Fist and Matt's uh, Gene Steeler Colt with... with Matt Elliott's commandos just just coming up behind that, but it was um, the yeah because Imperial Fists. I love Imperial Fists. It's just my favourite. They're my favourite Space Marines, uh, and Chris did them exceptionally well. And the uh, I loved Matt's cut, like colour scheme take on his Gene Stealer Colt. They worked really well, and the overall package he produced for them just worked so fittingly. Yeah, I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, Chris Chris is a phenomenal painter, yeah. um, and uh, I've always loved I lo- always loved his his work. But uh, his Imperial Fist work were actually my favourite too. They were fantastic. Mm. Yeah, but as you say, it's so hard to choose. There are so many. Like I think the models themselves, they're so characterful that it just lends themselves to being a fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, you can see the cults like being a just designed as a kill team. It's it's just you know what they are, and Matt did you know made extra models that weren't wouldn't be for a Gene Steel Colt army to make it look like just for a kill team, which is really nice. Like that little extra mile like goes a long way. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think the difference between the armies is often, I suppose, in the style as well. Mm. Like that, a lot of the the kill teams were in very different styles. So again, sometimes it's yeah. you know when you're looking at things that like Golden Demon. The, often the, th- the things that win gold demons are, are in quite a similar style so you can yeah. kind of be like oh yeah. yeah i can i can compare that to that it's quite easily but when uh when you have like hobbyists with very different styles it's, it's quite often to be like oh you're like oh i like that because of this but i also like that yeah, because of this and that's great like that's great to have have so many different elements come together on one day it's fantastic like you had uh, a gentleman there called rob with his Gellapox had done like lots of like the the um what's it called like the yuhu glue to make everything uh, yeah, look, like, like really sticky and that's that worked really well like perfect team for it they looked great and yeah i could basically i, I can just go through the entrance list and say why you know i loved elements of each one of their team <laughs> love it love because, it you know it, it it's it's just true it's easy to say because it's just true what about your own work what was your uh, what was your favorite kill zone uh, I think definitely the cargo port. Because, okay, based off the kind of narrative of it all. Uh, a kind of a mix, because this is why I was going down the Rogue, it, the Rogue One route, because it's just like you have 40k with all these like super invocative uh, battlefields of, you know, like giant fauna and flora and all these absolutely insane things. And then what we're playing on is basically like a cargo depot, <laughs> which is, you know... <laughs> Which is that? That's the thing. That's like the same thing. That was my Rogue One reference, where you know that's a, a, just a super fun. There's, there's, 
the new uh, Star Wars RPG, the first book they released was called Edge of Empires, and I loved it because it's like so far away from Jedi's and Sith. It's just literally about like smugglers and scum trying to trying to get by, basically. And um, yeah, I just really like that. I used a board from the first edition um, Kill Team, which was just like a cargo port board, and used the new uh, Nakmund Warzone stuff. And uh, yeah, I just really, I just really enjoyed it. It had like, you know, had a had a hangar bay. It had a crane. You know, it's 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 just lots of things I really enjoyed about that board. I don't think gaming wise, it was the best board, which I will very much <laughs> take on board for oh, very good, uh, very for good. the next event to to change that up a little bit because you know it's it's one thing to look the part, but you do also want it to be able to you know be playable. You don't want people to not be enjoying playing on a board because that's you know it's just it's just not right yeah no it's completely agree completely agree uh, and i suppose finally about about the event before we move on to some i suppose questions about uh your own hobby and, and projects mm. what uh what advice would you give to anyone looking at kind of maybe doing something similar like starting their own kill team event um or or maybe jumping to kill team themselves uh I, if it's jumping into kill team i would say just find uh find someone who wants to do it whether it's another family member or a mate there's a really decent starter box you can put if you can find um, the Octaris box, like pick it up because it's. I still think it's one of the, the most immense boxes GW ever released because uh, it just has everything you need to play in it. It's great. But there is it. They do also have the starter set, which has uh, a Krieg team and an Orc team. And you get lots of things in there to play as well. That's also where you get like the little A5 rule book, which as a gamer, I absolutely love. But uh, you don't get as much of the bigger terrain in that. But if you've already got, if you're a 40k player looking to play Kill Team, that's a great way to go down. Um, if it comes to running an event, I just play, just play as much Kill Team as you can. It sounds silly, but it's there's so many like little situations that can come up within a game that the more you play, the more likely you are to have experienced that situation and therefore be able to resolve it quickly yeah i think the the game itself can actually come across as quite intimidatingly complex because it's it's got those ridiculous symbols um, yeah, well yeah that's uh that's that's a that's a thing into the thing into its own you can if you can get past the symbols and just go for like the colors that those symbols are then that kind of gets past my um slight annoyance at the symbols chosen for the game but you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose once you get past that, once you kind of be like, okay, cool, I'm going to compartmentalize that. It's a bit weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't kind of align with anything that I've learned about geometry as a child or anything that I, in my experience as a war gamer so far. Yeah. But let's just park the fact that that's the case and, and just kind of roll with it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it is actually very intuitive. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is a bit of a kind of cognitive dissonance where you're like, I do not understand about this but it's very understandable. Uh, totally. And I can, you know, I, I'm the first to explain to people as well the things that, you know, I'm not as glowing about the game with. And they're so, they're so, they're so minute, but there's a lot of like completely changed terminology if you've played other GW games to this one, which is like, they're not turns, they're turning points. And they're like, there's and you, other... And you retain dice rather than making saves. Yeah, it's just basically got... Uh, it, uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, you're just assuming coming into the game that playing other GW games, it will have a shared language. 
but it's very much got its own defined language. So you kind of have to try and you always have to think of it as you're playing a different company's game. Yeah. To, I th- to I like think that's work right. through if, that. If you didn't come with any, if you came into this game and read all the rules without any knowledge of Warhammer systems before, it would actually be a lot easier to understand. Yeah, because I actually think it is written very well. Yeah. Like, it's just, like you say, you come up against words like retain and you're like, oh, okay, what, what, what do you, what, what do, would I expect from playing Games Workshop games? Do I think retained means, oh, it's probably means after saves, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not. And it is very defined in the rules what retained is. And it's like, that's good. That's what, that's a great way to be doing it. So, you know, it is just getting past that. It's not got a, really got a shared language with other GW games. So I suppose the the, the advice from me certainly is to kind of fight through that initial discomfort of like, this is weird. It's a bit different. I'm not sure I like it. Because um, yeah. once you kind of uh, push through that, it, the system actually makes a hell of a lot of sense and is is actually quite uh, intuitive. Yeah. The other thing like as well, because we, we, we like, I always like to joke about line of sight because there are lots of like... In in the rule book itself, you have all these pages and then like the line of sight rules are on this really dark, like double spread. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you're really building up to these rules. <laughs> but um, I remember reading, uh, is he, I was either reading a, a, a design diary post from GW on it or, of, or one of like the interviews on it where like the line of sight rules were made like irrespective of what the model looks like that you're trying to draw a line of sight to. Because they wanted, you know, they although GW, you know, wants to make these super cool, like dynamic models, because that's what, you know, you don't want to paint 10 soldiers who are lying down hiding, even though that's probably what a kill team would be doing. So the line of sight rule kind kind of tries to get round that element so you can have super dynamic models as well as having them represent being sneaky. Yeah, and I think so you it, can do, have it a, does work that way. Have a like a Deathcore Krieg trooper like running with his legs, you know, running out behind him and his bayonet poking forward or and like a big aerial vox on yeah. the back of him and not have to worry that he doesn't fit behind a wall because yeah. he's got all these yeah. things sticking out you just say he is hidden so you can't see him yeah yeah the uh the other thing as well i think if you're getting into the game the uh one of the biggest benefits i've had playing against people in kill team is just explaining to your opponent what your intention is oh yeah and that and that really helps. So just, you know, if I was playing you, Dan, I could just go, right, I'm I, I'm going to put this guy on conceal and hide him here. My intention is not to be seen by those models. Do you agree that would be the case? Yeah, absolutely. And that yeah. works. Something and that, that just... we used to do a lot in Infinity. Um... Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is it is one of those things where, I mean, that's good for any game, I think. So there's no, like, surprise. Because, you know, surprises in games are a bit rubbish when it's you that's on the bad end of it. <laughs> So it's, um, yeah, I think just trying to say, like, this model's going here. I'm not putting it on conceal because it should still be able to be hidden because it's behind obscuring, a obscuring bit of terrain. And then it's, it's you know, it's the easiest way to go about it, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and what about any advice to people looking at uh, running similar events or, or trying to get people involved in Kill Team uh, as a community? Uh, I would say do stuff like running demo nights, I think are always good. Like if you've got a local games, um, we're really lucky here because we've got um, we've got a few really great game stores nearby. The one I run events at 
mainly is uh, Entoyment in Pool because it's just a great gaming space upstairs and all the staff are super lovely and Pete, the owner, is just a genuinely fantastic guy. So it's it's really nice to be able to support a store in your own way. And um, yeah, so I would say run some demo nights and then, you know, ch- ch- check out what you can. There's a lot of good uh, content producers for Kill Team on YouTube. There's it's I, I, I My gut is that currently you have a lot of like more competitive edged content creators producing content for it which again it's a game i think that's what's great about the game if you wanted to be if you want it to be super match play you can totally make it that and that's great and if you want to do more narrative stuff you can do that as well which is really cool but um yeah there are there are lots of different things you can find on youtube based around it which is great but yeah just 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 as it as it has been for me slow and steady wins the race with it and what about yourself? Are you are you working on any particularly uh, interested kill team projects at the moment? Uh, I'm not sure how interesting they are, but I'm I'm doing some <laughs> Tal Pathfinders. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's quite ref- even though they're, they're they're kind of a newer kit overall. The uh, they're they're just one of those model kits that are like legs, body, arms, head, and that's it. It's like oh, that's I really for someone who hates building models, that's really sweet. <laughs> Like that's really just good. It's not like did, four bits to make an arm or something. Did they um bring out new like a new sprue for that Pathfinder? Yeah, yeah. So you've got a so you, they have the Pathfinder plastic and the uh basically kill team sprue for them, which re- really does just like I I like that that model set anyway, but it does add some absolutely awesome models to it. Like you've got a uh the 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 veteran pathfinder and he's got like a tau bionic arm which is not really something you've seen personally i've seen on the tau models and it's like that's that's you know that's that's cool to see and you've got um like a different uh sniper rifle for them and um it's like the the normal tau sniper rifles are like those kind of video game ones they plug into from my memory if my memory serves but you've got like a, a sniper rifle version a demo guy like lobbing a grenade which is really cool and uh so yeah and it does it does really work you have a lot of kill teams that are the standard 40k models plus a kill teams like specific sprue for them that's what like the chaos legionnaires is another one they work really well with that that's super sweet and um yeah it's really cool I love I love that guy that's throwing the grenade, the Pathfinder guy. Like where yeah. the grenade is like just like literally just left his fingertips. Yeah, yeah. It's what I, I love as well. That I didn't realize how big, big the recon drone is for the Pathfinders. Oh yeah, the chunky one. Yeah, so you can have it's one huge. of those in the team. That's cool. So I just I just love the idea of this Tau Pathfinder team being like super sneaky, and then this thing just going wah 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 with a burst <laughs> cannon. Like, it's like the least sneaky thing ever. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Oh, so but, good. Uh, but I'm doing that, I'm not, but I am working on, because I've not really pushed myself painting-wise for a while, so I'm going to do a uh, uh, Black Templar intercessor team, because, you know, that's, that's six models that I can just really spend time on. I love the Black Templar range. Again, this is what we were talking about earlier, where I keep on writing an army list and then just going, I really don't want to do an army. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. a kill team is something I can definitely do, because I, I, I keep on banging on about how much I want that Crusade squad just to have White Dwarf kill team rules. Because it almost seems built for it. Oh, oh, it does absolutely. 
But um, I was thinking that I've got a because I bought the um, uh, Black Templars like army box. Yeah. So and and I used you know back in the day back in several 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 editions ago I had a Black Templars army. So it was really Mm. exciting to kind of to see that range getting refreshed. Um, And much like yourself, I've got you know maybe like half an army's worth, and I just haven't had the kind of uh, motivation to finish it. No. Whereas actually, if it was just one squad you know you build 10 guys and only use six of them in a the game like perfect yeah exactly that's the and thing there's, there's, and, it's... and there's, there's also so much like variety in the actual models themselves you you have you know shooty guys combat guys you have the guys with the kind of incinerator flame of things you also have the kind of initiates and um acolyte yeah uh, like yeah. different even just the even just for the same elements for the 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 actual just standard intercessors and assault intercessors it's you can tell the designers have gone through and looked at what you can build from that kit and gone that can be a specific thing like you know the assault uh intercessor with the uh bandolier it's like that's that's the grenadier in this in the kill team and where not necessarily has its own rules in 40k you can do that in kill team and that's that's super cool like for the intercessor black templar intercessor team i'm just gonna have the um Oh, I can't remember what the vet is that leads them. Uh, the sword brethren? Sword brethren that leads them. I'm just going to make him the assault intercessor sergeant. Awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. done. And then, you know, the other the other stuff just fits in fine. You can't have the pyro gun thing, whatever it is. But okay, never mind. I, I'll just swap him out for a, the grenade launcher. Or if I really wanted, I'll just paint him up and say, he's my grenade launcher, dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. And actually, you just talked there about the using the sword brother or sword brethren guy. Um it allows you to be a little bit cheeky with your model sometimes because you don't have to use them as they are because everything is very simple in Kill Team. So, for example, to make my Space Marine Intercessor Sergeant look different, I actually used the body of like one of the Space Marine Captains from Indomitus, um, yeah. but just armed him like a sergeant. Uh, and actually, you know, you, you've got this model with a lot more bling on him. He's got like a kind of tabard and stuff. But you know, you just think, yeah, oh, that that could be a sergeant. He's just he's just dressed like that. Yeah, um, exactly. That's that's just you know, a bit flamboyant. You know, thing. it's his style. Yeah. He's flexing it. And like when you read in the Black Library novels about Marines, that's what they're like. You know, like they have you. We've watched the video. They've made the video of a Marine getting armored up and stuff like that. All the little entourage every marine has that goes with him into battle but it's just not represented on the board because you oh couldn't. yeah and it's i think it was um wade price that did some amazing like space marine attendants that counted as like wound wounds counters. or something yeah and it's like yeah. what, a, what cool. an absolutely amazing idea you know and it's that it's that kind of thing where um yeah you can just go as you know basic to the book or as in-depth as you like and it's on such a small scale that it's achievable and i think that's it I, for me big armies aren't achievable where i am right now where a, an in-depth kill team i can go i'm going to paint one black templar intercessor a month but really put my best effort in and then in half a year i'm going to have what's hopefully is some of my best painted stuff yeah love it love I it i just have really. to make sure i write it down that's all <laughs> Make sure you wrote down your paint recipes. Essential advice there from Gary. Yeah. Um, and uh, what about you? What about your terrain? You said you, you're quite a fan of making terrain boards. Is there anything that you're looking forward to uh, to making on the horizon? Uh, I, I'm going to be a bit of a uh, bit of a bad boy here and go yes, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to ruin it for the next event. Oh. But yeah, there are a few things floating in the old noggin that. Um, oh yeah. That need to be put in play, but yeah, it's uh, it, they're 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 
they're silly but fun. Okay, cool. Look forward to it. And I have, I think I have committed to making you an, an orc junk town, haven't I? You did, yes, you did, which was just nice. Like that's just nice. You know? <laughs> because that terrain uh, from Octarius is so cool. It's amazing. It's such, it's, so good. such it's one of those pieces like terrain sets as well that you can and no judgment at all, you can put as much or as little effort as you want into it and it just still looks great. Oh yeah. Like you can just spray it and dry brush it and it it will still look great on the on the board. You don't have like loads of find it yeah i just don't i love painting terrain but i very much do not like having to spend as much time on terrain as i would a model yeah because i just that's not what i want to do i want to get some cool terrain on the board without like spending as much time as i would painting an army on the board Mm. and i get why people do like you know i get why people do but that's again not not in my headspace right now yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, looking forward to looking forward to building that, and I've got I've got a few little ideas to make it a pretty cool. Uh, nice, I love little it. thing. Not, so it's like not... A, another reason why I love Kill Team. So, oh yeah, yeah. The core missions, your more match play missions. Those are the ones we played. So we did play the match play missions. Uh, a kind of you know are like very match play based. That's another talking. Sorry, jumping back, getting into Kill Team. The first time I introduced people to the game, you have an element called Tac Ops. Which are like your um, your almost like secondaries if you played 40k. You can completely take those out of the first few games and just play the core missions, which are boil the core missions are real boiled down but work great because uh, they're they're quite basic to follow and achieve. They're very straightforward. I think is a better term. So, but then you can just start adding tacops in when you and your opponent feel confident about it. And tacops are amazing; they're great. And it's, uh, it's. But you feel free to take them out in the beginning and then just slowly start adding them in. And that's another, that's another cool thing you can do. But the, yeah. uh, what I was getting at is you do each of like the war zone books you can get. Like, um, uh, what do you have? Let's see, let's see if I remember all these. So you have uh, Octarus, um, Chalanaf. Uh, Nakmund is it that is Nakmund? Yeah, there is Nakmund, uh, Morok, and uh, then you have like Into the Darkness and stuff like that. They have their own narr- six narrative mission in each, and in the Octarus one, one of them is literally based around in the Orc Junk Town set, the the kind of fuel pump piece of oh, terrain. Yeah. There's a tiny uh, spout on it, just like yeah, a, yeah. a tap. It's based around getting close to that and filling up fuel drums. <laughs> i love it it's like that's amazing someone's just gone through the kit and gone i'm gonna base a mission around that and it works perfectly in the narrative setting so yeah i just really enjoyed that i thought you you would as well i love it. any any tap oil-based tap missions that's yeah. i'm here for that yeah. what about the future of the game what's uh what are you hopeful for on the horizon uh i i just want it to to go down the same path to be honest dan I, I really what, with like commanders and uh, no 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 I mean the same path it's currently on yeah same path <laughs> it's currently on you wanted to grow um, but not grow that much yeah so I really like what they've done with how they've changed it up with Into the Darkness because it's a complete the core rules are still exactly the same there's no change to it it's just a few um, additional elements which like that so uh, one of the things I think is really cool in it like um torrent and blast weapons in into the darkness get perks that they don't get in the normal game because they make such a huge effects on those kill zones so yeah. you know when you're in tight corridors sense. a flamethrower is going to be massively more advantageous than it would be on you know in a standard kill zone yeah totally 
So, and it's just, that's, I think those rules like that are absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. Even rules down to just like opening and closing doors, which anyone who's, anyone who's played Goldeneye will know just how much fun that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, like that kind of way they've done it. So, it's, you know, when they released the Into the Darkness box, they totally could have gone, now we're adding elites because that's the way. And it's like, no, they've just gone, this is the same game, but. Here's a completely different setting for it. We're on a spaceship. And it's like, that's yes. Yes, please. More of that style. Thank you. Love it. I will, Love um, it. So, you know, I'm not looking for Killzone and Gron. No. So, yeah. <laughs> what, what about um, kill teams that haven't been released yet? Is there anything that you, you'd like to see? Oh, I, I, I would harken back from earlier. I'd love a Tanif kill team. Like, I think that we, we, you, you had the, the, like, box the Gorge right? Ghost one ages ago. But like, just not a Gaunt's Ghost one. Just as in like the named characters. Obviously, they would all kind of be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and just like, a, like little... a a bog standard kill team. Uh, if anyone's uh, read uh, Valpony Glory, a Valpony team would be absolutely. I absolutely love what they've done with 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 that army. So that would be cool. Just just it, it, that's the point. You can just literally do anything. You know, it's the. The, the fact that they re-released the uh, Rogue Trader and Galapox stuff into it, was I was so happy when I saw that, because those were amazing models and worked so perfectly for Kill Team. I really want to do a narrative like day just with those two teams. Uh, it was quite interesting, actually, because they were first released as part of the first uh, version of the modern Kill Team, Yes. Uh, on yeah. in like a kind of into the dark s scenario, it like was, they were yeah, like on, really on think, a boarding yeah, ship. They were on it. They were on the uh, the True Hawk, I believe it was called. If oh, my memory serves me. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I think that's right. I think I think <laughs> you're fine. I Daniel. think you'll find it. It's called um, the True Hawk. <laughs> uh, docking oh. number. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, but the fact that you know we didn't lose those models, they just came back into what I believe is a, a better version of the game. So um, yeah, it's it's oh just it's it's tough, isn't it? It's like seeing more seeing more chaos stuff, like the 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 variety you can do with chaos. The new uh, the new Necron kill team, I think, is absolutely inspired. That that's that's such a cool element that it's basically uh, an Indiana Jones relic hunting team. <laughs> which that's I'm amazing. Absolutely, I was going to swear. Then I think I've done very well not to swear so far. But <laughs> well done, well done, Gary. I, I, I absolutely love the idea of these cryptics just going round. They're going, right, mate, you took that from us. I'm having it back. Like, we, <laughs> it's just like a fun spinny pyramid for you, but that keeps like a thousand of our soldiers alive. I'm taking that back. <laughs> but, you know, oh. that's um, that stuff like that. I think I think just elements that you wouldn't fit into 40k, but are are super cool to add for Kill Team. More, more of those, please. That's great. And, and finally, talking of 40k, I know you, you're massively into, 40, uh, in, into Kill Team at the moment, but uh, obviously you've got developments in 40k quite significant happening mm-hmm. at the moment. You've got a Demon Primark coming back. You've got the the Arcs of uh, Arcs of Omen narrative uh, kind of event on the yeah. horizon. Yeah. Is what are you what are you most excited about for the 40k universe more broadly at the moment? Well, you've just you've just named it. Then actually, I really are looking forward to Arcs of Omen. Like that's uh, they sound really cool. Like the um, the I think it's boarding actions is oh, like yeah. the kind of thing that it's 
the the game that it's going to be based around which i i might be completely wrong with this but if i remember it's 500 point games on basically two of the into the darkness boards so that is that is that peak sounds for me, great to me absolutely peak 40k yeah because I, I i think also it will just be i've got a thousand points of death guard i've i really enjoy doing that thousand points i'm not i i've got the rest of the army to do I don't really know when I'll feel pumped enough to do that. But now it's like, oh no, I can just use this in yeah. this version of the game. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm totally, I'm totally up for that. I, 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 um, I think that'll be, that, that'll be super. And again, my Imperial Fists army, it's, it's, it's not a 2000 point army. I kind of, it's, I, I build armies in such terrible ways where it's just, I don't really think about lists. I just build stuff and then go, like, I this like this model. I will have five yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. You can only and have I, four in your army. Uh, I don't care. I've got five. It's more, yeah. It's more that I agree to games and then just go, oh, Matt, I agree to a 2K game and I've got like 600 points. I just assumed this thing would cost a lot more than it does. So, uh, yeah. But, but, you know, the idea of more an elite troops based game, I think, mm. sounds, sounds really cool. So, that is very much what I'm excited about for for 40k right now not awesome. you know not that i'm not excited to see stuff like you know the new angron model and so obviously that's all or like the whole i got really excited about seeing all the new cadian stuff and i was like oh am i gonna do is this gonna break my stance on it and i'm gonna do a cadian army i was like oh no wait i'll just buy a cadian troop set and do a veteran guard team of Cadians. absolutely there we go you can we you go. can scratch that cadian itch yeah, exactly. So I'll probably get the the two kits I really want are the H the command squad and the standard troopers. Boom! There we go. That's probably just going to be that'll be enough to do a kill team. Perfect. Mm. Tick VG. Mm. Uh, that, that's for me. Like that is that is what kill team is most yeah. attractive uh, about. Like that whole vibe of I can just pick a box that I like yeah. and that's yeah. my project done. I don't need to yeah. worry about it being a certain size or having to build four of a certain squad, I can just be like, I like that box of toys. I'm going to build it. I like that. Yeah. That'll yeah. do for me. Yeah, exactly. It is, one of, it is one of those funny things, isn't it? Where like 40k, it's like, I really want Ron to paint this one soldier. It's like, no, you're going to paint 20. Like, I don't really want to paint 20. <laughs> per squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. rest. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really like the, the Lehman Russ tank. Good. Do you like 12? No, not really. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I realise that sounds like I'm saying put a Lehman Russ in kill team. But as we discussed before, in the, in the Spec Ops, which is the narrative campaign system, which we've not even talked about, which is ridiculous um the narrative campaign system one of the things you can choose is a base of operations from your kill team and that has absolutely zero consequence on the games but you can be so so what i was going to do for my krieg kill team is one of the options for base of operations is a command chimera so what i was going to do for each game is basically if i lost the game make the chimera a bit more beat up if I won the game, give it like uh, you know, a kill marking on this on it on its hull or something like that. Love that, love that, and and that's that's something I was really excited for because I've got these uh, Katachans and they they are three D printed STLs rather than GW models um, because the old GW Katachans are terrible. Yeah, they're um, a bit they're a mixed bag, aren't they? They they, yeah. they, they, they have aged well. Um, but for example, like they brought out you know, there's been a, like a handful of new Katachan models. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I recommend using third-party alternatives for your for your troopers um, uh, until they release uh, some other models. But uh, I have this great idea where there's um, you've got like uh, a land speeder storm, yeah, uh, with yeah. the scouts hanging off it. But you can just yeah. convert instead of having scouts hanging off it, you've got these Catachan dudes hanging off it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, that'd be really cool. And I was talking to cool, to yeah. Steve about like doing a whole army of it, and then like looking at like the Primaris land speeder and all the various Dark Angel land speeders, and be like, oh, I could do a whole. Uh, Astro Militarum tank like armored company uh, with like uh, Landspeed of Storms as Chimeras and like you know Landspeed of Vengeances as uh, you know Lehman Russ and all that kind of good stuff. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't really want to do that. What I do no, want to do no. is just buy one Landspeed of Storm and put some Catchan dudes on it, and it might not even work. No, but I think it, if it does I think work, work, it would be an ideal little kind of display model for a base of operations. Exactly, and that's that's what's super cool. You know, like I want to do um, uh, uh, I forget what it's not Inceptor. That's the flying dudes for Primaris. The the floaty troop transport tank for Primaris. Impulsor. Impulsor. That I want to. I'm hundred percent going to do an impulsor for my team once they're completed, because you know that's what they deserve. Oh. But, uh, they're very even cool. Though, even though obviously you get six models and it can only fit five, you know. <laughs> Maybe one can just like spend chill, my, chill on the top. Spend my disbelief that six super gene enhanced humans can fit in that floaty tank. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's just endless possibilities with the game, and that's what's exciting uh, to find out about. Because the the other thing that I love as well is the release schedule is not like over the top. It's quite nice. The, the the latest one there was, it was really close together, which has been like, uh, you know, seems to be like the exception to the rule so far. I think but, we're, um, we're, we're approaching Christmas and there's always a bit of a, because yeah, there's like exactly. those two weeks yeah. where they don't release anything. Yeah. So I think 100%, they, they kind of yeah, like squeeze, squeeze quite a lot in towards the back yeah. end of the year, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it did have the, the um, Kasakin in, which are, you know, the, oh, the Imperial are Guard are coming out now. Great So models. it makes sense that that was out a bit before then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh yeah, except, absolutely exceptional models. Like, they are they are super, super hench as well. It's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, Exactly yeah. what you'd want for from your casket. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm deciding how to paint mine. I, two, two roads. One's either uh, Inquisitorial Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. Like black and red type thing. Black and red. Classic. Yeah, very cool. You know, that's that. But issue there is I kind of fill up my bloodied team. I've kind of done the blood pack from Gaunt's ghosts oh, yeah. and so they're kind of that scheme already uh the other one is basing them off of the um basing them off of the stormtroopers that are in um why can't i remember it the really cool black templars armageddon novel hell's reach hell's reach the the stormtroopers that are in that so basing it off of them so a bit oh, more still cool. legion yeah look. yeah very cool yeah very cool Awesome. Yeah. Well, Gary, yeah. thanks ever so much for joining us uh, on this no episode. Problem. I'm about... sorry for absolutely bleating on about Kill Team. No, you, I think as you may I guess, we should, I enjoy it. We should we should have you back on to talk more about Kill Team uh, at a future episode. You, you talked about spec op campaigns. Uh, uh, maybe that can be what we talk about next. That would be lovely. Awesome. Well, look forward to having you back on the show at a later date. Um, and until next time, keep calm and crusade on. <laughs>